The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, iHeart Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and, of course, the Exxon Broadcast Network. If you'd like to uh, send me an email, it's very simple, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out about the programming we have available for you, 24-7, 365, it's very simple. Just go to www.xzbn.net. My first guest tonight is Dr. Mark Davis. He is a medical doctor and a native of Brooklyn, New York, now living in the confines of Northern Maryland. He graduated of, he's a graduate of the SUNY Upstate Medical School and multiple years of postgraduate training. In between managing health facilities, he practiced internal medicine with concentrations on nutrition, weight loss, and uh, gerontology. His resume for writing includes hundreds of published articles in the sciences, astronomy, medicine, space travel, politics, and UFOs. Additionally, there are six books in print with his moniker on them, and he has uh, had the privilege of being a frequent guest on an array of radio programs. Dr. Mark Davis, welcome back. Great talking to you again, Dr. Davis. Thank you for having me, Rob. I really appreciate being on your show. Listen, since you and I talked, I, I've noticed when, when Stephanie sent us the information that you were going to be on and we're going to be talking about diets, that it seems that everybody's getting fatter. Yes, uh, the world is getting fatter. America specifically is getting fatter. It's the availability of food, people not... Uh, watching what they eat. They just mm-hmm. eat carte blanche, and they, they consume too many calories based on their body functions and bodily needs. Physically, people are not uh, as active as they should be as well. So the weight accumulates, especially people over 30, they start accumulating weight. And then it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad for everything. That means health care costs are going to go up exactly. and up and up and up, and people are going to get sicker and sicker. And we're seeing more people die from heart disease and other, other kinds of diseases, including cancers, uh, starting in their 40s. So it, it, it's a sad thing that we're seeing. What impact, in your opinion, sir, do all these restaurants that offer the luxury of driving through is there any statistics to base the increase in the obesity based on all these different restaurants instead of getting out of your car and walking in and walking, getting your order and, and just driving through? You've got drive-through restaurants, drive-through pharmacies, drive-through cleaners, drive-through banks, drive-through funeral homes, for goodness sake. That's correct. You see those out in California, yeah. specifically drive-through funeral homes. Yeah. These are convenience food, and these 
uh, abilities to drive through is a convenient way of getting your food, and it's easy and quick, and many people don't think twice about what they're ordering. They order two or three Big Macs. Nothing against Big Macs at all, but the calories are enormous. People eating sugared cereals, mm-hmm. eating high fructose yeah. corn syrup, just about every item you buy uh, with sugar has high fructose corn syrup, which is not digested like regular sugar. So it accumulates as well. I mean, the, the sum total is there's a lot of food available. People are not thinking about what they're eating, and they're grotesquely overweight in many cases. And in, here in America, especially over 50% of the population is defined as overweight. Are there any statistics or studies that you're aware of, Doctor, that that take into consideration the growth of uh, the computers, uh, the uh, the 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 video games that kids now play instead of going out playing baseball, soccer, or football like you and I used to do when we were kids. You're referencing inactivity. Yes, there's plenty of data to support this. Uh, multitudes of people are inactive, not only children, mm-hmm. uh, young adults, um, late teens, early 20s, people staying at home, watching TV, not performing the functions that we used to do, go out in the streets, play ball, yeah. Run, jog, and no, I'm plenty of jargons for sure, but the the number compared to population is low, and then we need to get that up and make people healthier and healthier. So, uh, shortened lifespans you've seen as yeah. a result of this, and then that's true. That's really true. How about the increase in GMOs? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, this, this is part of the deal. This is part of it. Wow. Uh, what's the difference between your diet ebook called "The Fat Zone 21st Century"? dieting, and other diets that are on the market, Dr. Davis? Thank you for asking. Well, there's a major difference. First of all, it's economical. The foods listed on the diet mm-hmm. regimens and the menus specifically are easily accessed. They're uh, not expensive at all. There's no prepaid food to buy. Um, you don't have to buy meals. You don't have to have deliveries made to your home. And they're easily to access specifically the products that we chose to be on the diet were also uh, inclusive in the Millennium Diet, the Practical Guide to Rapid Weight Loss, which was a very successful book back about eight or nine years ago. This is an update of that book, and this is an e-book now, not a regular story. It's easy. It's a lot less expensive than the old book was. And we detail why people should eat certain specific food groups over other food groups. And we try to eliminate just about as much sugar as we could out of people's diet without making them starve for sugar. Mm-hmm. People will starve, starve for sugar. We added multigrain breads as an example, as opposed to white bread. We took cold cuts. People like cold cuts, bologna, salami, things like that. We went to turkey breast, lean ham, lean chicken breast, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. We stayed away mostly from Chinese food, lots of steamed vegetables, steamed rice. Um, we also recommend brown rice, which has more vitamins than white rice. So, but if they have to have rice, more more than a half a cup dry weight. The cereals we chose were light on the sugar, no more than 120 calories for a half a bowl of cereal with skim or 1% milk. So what we did was we tethered down diet into specific 1,200 calories approximately. It's very hard to get to a specific calorie number. We're aiming at 1,200 calories per day. We're enhancing uh, certain vitamins and minerals within the diet structure itself. And it's well proven that these type of foods will help people lose weight rapidly and safely. 
Uh, with the Millennium Diet, we saw some patients lose up to 35 pounds in five weeks. Yeah. We, we think this diet will push more people from 15 to 25 pounds in a month, which is a very good weight loss for a diet program as well. And again, there's no super fees that people have to pay for to buy these foods. Um, and they're readily accessed in any grocery store or supermarket. You know, that's very important that you mentioned the the loss of weight because a cardiologist will tell you that if you lose too much weight too fast, it's not very good for your heart. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Not, and if you have vicissitudes of weight going right. up and down over a period of time, that's not good. It's yeah. better to stay at one weight level, but that one weight level should be a lot lower than the weight levels that we're seeing now in people. So you're seeing a person with five foot eight, weighing 240 pounds. Mm-hmm. That, that's about 50 pounds more than it should be. Yeah. If you want to go down to the thin area, that's 160 to 180 in their body mass index. But I would say if people could reduce 50 pounds of weight, they're helping their heart, their lungs, and their longevity as well. People want to live longer. You can do it by diet, and we, it's well proven now. It's uh, not a science, a science fiction fantasy anymore. People can live longer just based on diet. Years ago, I, I did the Atkins diet, and I'll tell you something, Dr. Davis. I lost weight very fast. I craved yeah. carbs like in anything. You know, if I yeah. saw spaghetti, my God, it was like, oh, yeah. I've got to have some. And when I, when I went off the Atkins diet, I gained more weight. Yeah. There's a Boom. rebound phenomenon yeah. that people experience oftentimes when they go off diet. The way the uh, fat zone would work is you tenor down off the foods, you know, heavy foods, mm-hmm. and you stay down there pretty much. Uh, and you learn how to eat properly as well. If you look at some of the celebrity diets, they were offering lasagna, chocolate cake, right. pizza, all the things I love, too. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like these things. <laughs> but for weight loss, for diets specifically, if you want to lose weight, you have to be on a diet 24-7. You can't be a part-time dieter. In other words, Monday to Friday, uh, you diet, and over the weekend you binge. You can't do that because the body works on a full-time schedule. How you know I I I am a drinker of water. I used to drink a yeah. lot of coffee. I don't drink coffee anymore. I don't even drink decaf coffee because yeah. I just my doctor said that, you know like there's no big difference you know so just stick to water. I stick yeah. to water. I got myself a little um, uh, unit that adds carbon dioxide into the water. Yeah. It's like drinking soda water or club soda. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I feel better. Yeah. I sleep. Do you better. find it a little bland when you do that? I mean, when you what? put carbon dioxide into the water, because it's the same thing as yeah. a, a Coke without the Coke syrup. That's yeah. basically what you're yeah. doing. I, I just put a. I just use some real lemon juice. I squeeze yeah. a fresh lemon into it. Yeah. Gives it a bit of flavor or a fresh orange, and, and you know, I'm good like that. Doctor, you and I have to take our first break. Please stand by. Great talking to you again, Doctor Davis. Sure. Exonation. Doctor Mark Davis is my special guest. If you'd like to contact Doctor Davis, his Email address is platomd at gmail.com. That's platomd at gmail.com. And Dr. Davis and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And if you'd like to find out more about the X-Zone, if you'd like to find out what other programming we have available for you 24-7-365, visit the website, www.xzbn.net. We'll be back after this break. Don't go away.
Exxon Nation, our, our hearts, our prayers, and our thoughts go down to all the people who listen to the Exxon in Parkland, Florida, on our affiliates down there. A horrific day down there, and uh, God bless each and every one of you. And uh, to the first responders, the members of law enforcement and uh, the rescues and the ambulance drivers, guys, you did a fantastic job, and thank you for being there. Dr. Mark Davis is our special guest, platomd at gmail.com. And um, can you give us an example about what people can look forward to when they go and uh, download your ebook? Oh, what they could get is an 8,000 plus word ebook, very easy to mm-hmm. read. You could probably read it in an hour or less. You could learn the menus and probably within several hours of reviewing the menus and using them. Let's say you go to a supermarket, you'll have the information in your mind what to pick out, what to shop for as well. It'll tell, there's no recipes in the book. You make your own recipes based on the information that's given as well. It also discusses longevity in terms of diet, exercise, vitamins, those kind of things. And there is solid basis for that because we give references to articles uh, that you would see that you can live longer with uh, dieting. And that's basically what the diet is. It's not a hard read at all. It's an easy read, and people get through it in an hour, an hour and 20 minutes, maybe at the max. I would imagine that people are so used to living in a quick-fix society that they yeah. think that everything, including diets, should you know, work overnight. Bang, once the weight is off, it stays off. But there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, the food system has changed since the 1940s. They started adding chemicals into the food system as well. And sometimes we see elevations of cancers, especially colon cancer, rectal cancer, uh, and so forth. So as the 40s went forward, and it's not the, not the farmer's fault, mm-hmm. they were looking for ways to increase uh, crop yields. So these fertilizers came in and, and other chemicals. Then they used certain types of insect uh, uh, insecticides that came in, like the, uh, DDT, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, in the 1950s and 60s that would kill um, vermin at the crops. But then we saw eggs, for example, from uh, from uh, birds that were very, very thin, the, the outer shells of eggs. So birds were dying and animals were dying with DDT. But wh- what we see now in the um, the food What's embedded into the food is there is a lot more chemicals and hormones in the food than there should be. Hmm. With gamma ray radiation uh, for meats that we've been seeing to kill bacteria, there's a lot of osteophytes in meats as well. And there's certain levels of bacteria that are allowed here in the States to be in meat as well. And McDonald's is unfortunately one of those companies that allows a certain amount of material into their foods. Very little, though. They're, they're an extremely good company. But you're allowed to have a certain amount of chemical in the food. Mm-hmm. And there's no big sign out in front of McDonald's saying that. And not only McDonald's, I mean, sure. all the fast food restaurants. I'd just be very careful, uh, especially if you're dieting. Well, but I, to be fair, with fast food, you don't have to pick hamburgers. You can pick salads. There's plenty of salads in these places. And there's tacos and all mm. kinds of things that are a light affair in many of these restaurants. So to be fair to the fast food industry, it's the choice of the individual person, not necessarily the restaurant. Years ago, Doctor, the, there used to be a lot of talk about aspartame. And it seems that the word aspartame isn't as popular out there as it is today. And yet, from what I've noticed going shopping with my wife, aspartame is still being used in a lot of yeah. foods. 
Yeah, aspartame is still being used, especially in sodas and drinks. We see still aspartame. Aspartame causes headaches, yeah. dizziness, causes neurological problems as well. I would tell people to avoid it, especially people who are allergic to it. But on the other side, they used to use saccharin, and there were studies out of Canada showing that saccharin could cause uh, cancers, yeah. especially in rodents, mice, rats, that kind of thing as well. That that was backed off it as well. I'd stay away from most of these chemicals if I was to tell people. Because the levels of cancer around the world are going up and up and up and up. Even if you can catch them early, you still get the cancer. So it may be less intense, but you need to be very careful what you eat. What would you suggest for people who, who go on to your diet and who develop the cravings for, for what they used to like, like going out for a couple of beer after work or going, and going to lunch and grabbing a big sloppy juicy, fat-ridden burger with oversized French fries and, <laughs> you know, and, and two aspartame well, let's, look at the, let's look at the uh, a double burger from any restaurant yeah. with 800 calories or a, a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit at 450 calories or a, a single burger. Uh, it would be about two to 400 calories depending on the company you're purchasing from. Uh, that's a lot of calories. What about it? A beer, a light beer is 100 calories for 12 ounces. The heavier beer is 150 to 200 calories as well. You keep adding calories, you're not going to lose any weight. That's right. I would tell them to stay off alcohol, especially if you're dieting. Please stay off alcohol. Now, some people burn it up faster than others, but usually, usually those are the people on the younger in the younger ages because their livers are working a little bit better than, than us old timers like myself. And myself. But we never tell that to the radio show host. Uh, Be very careful. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? I believe that honesty is the best policy. That's why I use my real name. That's why I say where I am, because I want yeah. my listeners yeah. to know that the guy on you're this very, side of the mic is you're the very real. popular down here, Bob. Really, eh? Really, yeah, Rob, you're very popular. That's great here, to hear. Bob. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, let, let's switch topics here, because I, I always love talking yeah. to you, because we can go all over the, all over the spectrum. Yeah. I remember talking to you about global warming and right. has has your opinion of global warming changed as to whether it's real or if it's fake it's even it's more harder than ever let's take where does the what is the basis for global warming according to the the map that people draw up and they're showing us over 150 mm-hmm. years global temperatures have gone up 1.5 degrees we really couldn't detect temperature variations like that until satellites came into vogue, the ones that could detect the temperature around the world in the late 1970s and forward. So the numbers that come up from the late 1800s all the way through into the 70s, 1970s, they may not be accurate as, as well. Mm-hmm. And if you consider that the Earth is warming and cooling and warming and cooling, these are variations in the seasons. I haven't seen anything to support any more uh, data to say that the Earth is warmed uh, to what people say it is. The other thing is carbon dioxide in the atmosphere has been staying pretty constant for the last 40 or 50 years at 0.04%. Uh, carbon dioxide is one element in the atmosphere that would cause heat retention on the Earth. If you look at Venus, for example, that that entire atmosphere is full of carbon dioxide and other uh, chemicals in the atmosphere, which keeps the surface temperature well over 800 degrees. So we don't have anything like that. The Earth has its ability to radiate heat into the uh, into space. 
So I, I don't see it. That, now, is there climate change? Sure, we can prove climate change over the millennia. Mm-hmm. That's, that's been happening for sure. But global warming in the time mankind from the Industrial Revolution uh, in Europe forward, uh, not much. No. You know, much. I, it we, would be, it's man's ego believing that he could change the environment that uh, quickly. And I don't believe that's the case. You know, we were talking earlier about food and longevity. And, and you know, if if we go outside the, the, the plan of the life expectancy of a, of a person and we increase the longevity of people and we don't do anything to regulate the birth rate, aren't we just looking at a major problem? Sure. Yeah, sure. We have over 7 billion people yeah. on the earth at the present time, which is 8 billion in the next 5 to 10 years. Uh, yes, that that could be a major problem. But you, when you're talking about extending lifespan, you also have to talk about extending the quality of life mm-hmm. as well. And I think that would be the case. Also, we'll, move, we'll be moving out to space soon. The SpaceX could get their act together and their other companies. So maybe we'll be inhabiting the moon. Yes, but that would be a major social issue that the uh, world population is expanding, as Pearl Ehrlich said in his book, Population Bomb. And uh, what are we going to do about social services, health care? Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, this is a major problem. We don't have the serv- We don't have the money right now, especially down here in the states. We're in such debt, twenty-one trillion dollars in debt. So uh, it, it could just get worse. But nevertheless, we're headed in that direction. Mm-hmm. The biological longevity excluding a catastrophe, a health catastrophe, is 120 years for humans at this point in time. I think one or two have gotten close to that. Other people say there's somebody out there who's 146. Unconfirmed. But uh, we've seen people be 114. These are supercentagenarians that are out there. Um, I would say we're going to go exceed that, well exceed that, maybe 150, even 200 years down the road. Why? Because... We're understanding the genome a lot better. We're understanding the enzymes involved with transcribing DNA much, much better. We have the facilities now to modulate uh, DNA, and it's just a matter of getting our formulas right in terms of the chemicals. We uh, should not be eating the chemicals, pharmaceuticals that we should be taking to extend longevity. So it may come by diet. Right now it's diet, but eventually it's going to come by other ways. Uh, and I think pharmaceuticals are going to cause extension of lifespan. I think it's that that's the way it's going to be at the end of the day. Dr. Davis, please stand by, sir. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, Dr. Mark Davis is our special guest. And if you'd like to uh, send uh, Dr. Davis an email, if you'd like to ask him any questions or suggest uh, topics for his future books or whatever, he's very easy to contact his email address is platomd at gmail.com. That's platomd at gmail.com. And if you'd like to find out uh, more, you can visit these websites, superbbookreviews.com, science and journal articling, article editing.com, and medicalboardusa.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Dr. Mark Davis and I will return on the other side of this news break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Dr. Mark Davis is our special guest. He is a medical doctor. His uh, email address is platomd at gmail.com. And we uh, were talking about the doctor's new diet ebook, The Fat Zone 21st Century Dieting. And where is your book available, Dr. Davis? Uh, smash words, Amazon, anywhere ebooks are sold. It's sold all over the planet. Excellent. Excellent. Get it anywhere. Um, the, we were talking about the diet. We were talking about the right foods. We were talking about sugar. We were talking about how lazy people are, the obese yeah. crisis. We were talk, also talking about longevity, and that, that brought up um, two questions that I'd like to ask you about. Number one, superbugs. Why are bugs getting smarter? Is it because we are finding ways to combat them? Yes, yes. Bugs are getting a lot smarter. Animals are getting smarter as well mm-hmm. because as as reserves as food reserves uh, decrease, they have to learn where to go. You know, not only getting smarter, they're getting more toxic at times to get those food supplies. Yes, we see that. You look at the mosquito problem. They put in neutered mosquitoes oh, yeah. in Florida and other places to kill others mosquitoes. So uh, we have to learn to be smarter than the the animals in the insect mm-hmm. world if we're going to survive on this planet. And there's a lot more of them than there is of us. I think we should start paying more attention to Mother Nature and she, how she had created a balance that works. And we should stop interrupting her and get back to working with her. For example, um, bats. Bats eat multiple yeah. uh, mosquitoes every night. You know, And there's so many things that we can do uh, as a global community that, honest to gosh, doctor, it just baffles me why people don't want to do more. Well, we should be doing more. We should stop burning forests yes. in South America. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's just one little part of it. We should stop building buildings over so much land area that have grass. I mean, we need to see the world more. We need more trees. We need more grass. We need more green. Green is what provides the atmosphere. Yeah. That's the filter. For, not only provides oxygen, but it filters the oxygen and other chemicals in the air as well. So I know the seed t- uh, plays a part in that, but basically it's the growth on the land itself right. that causes the major amount of oxygen to be put into this atmosphere. If we take away those things, if we take away the trees, it's just a time period which which we won't have any oxygen. Of course, a lot of it will go out into space then. That's right, and one of the biggest areas that produces the fresh oxygen that we required as a spe- uh, require as a species to continue is the Amazon rainforest. And that right. is getting industrialized. It's getting knocked down and burned. And, you know, there are so many organizations that are trying their very best to to stop the growth of the depletion of the Amazon. And I wish them all the best of luck. Yeah, Brazil's been hit hard. Oh, very hard. surrounding Brazil. They have to stop that. Yeah. Because they're a major factor in causing the air to be more... See, we have pollution, no doubt. Cities have pollution. Mm-hmm. We see China, we see Beijing, uh, Japan, and so forth. And if we don't have the filters that are available that come, because the air goes, circulates around the world, the air currents, we're going to have a real problem down the road. I'm not talking about in the immediate future, but in the extended future, we will have a major problem. I was watching the Olympics from uh, South Korea this morning while I was having my... My breakfast, by the way, doctor, which is a one poached egg and a glass of orange juice. That's my morning. And um, I, I, as the camera panned the the um, the spectators, the majority of people were wearing surgical masks. 
well, people are, it's colder, it's extremely cold. Mm-hmm. Part of that is if you're taking cold air, especially if you have any uh, lung conditions, it'll burn, it specifically will burn your lungs. So it is wow. very cold there. That may be one reason. The other is there could be quality of air issues as well, because we know there is in China. Yeah. So that, that could be the secondary problem with it. But I know as an asthmatic myself, if the air is too cold and I'm not wearing uh, a, face, a face part of mm-hmm. my, my hood, it, it hurts. So it's both. You saw Sean White the other day, got a 97.75 on his second one to get the gold. His face was covered as well. So you really? see a lot of people, not only wearing masks, but you'll see the actual ski part of the, the clothes they wear cover their face. My final question uh, to you uh, as a medical practitioner, a highly respected one at that, is what can be done about the opioid problem in the United States? Well, a lot of things can be done. First, we could uh, take control of those pharmaceutical companies who have been dumping drugs mm-hmm. uh, into pharmaceutical companies. We have here, Let's look at Maryland, where I'm sitting right okay. now. We have opioid pain clinics everywhere. They just introduced marijuana clinics everywhere. So we, we now, now we have a double-edged sword. There's not only an opioid problem, we're going to have a marijuana problem soon. Nevertheless, nevertheless, we need to see how many uh, opioids doctors are prescribing. We have had an influx of physicians in this state, specifically. I know Florida has a problem as well, who are prescribing uh, tremendous amounts of opioids. I, I don't want to denigrate any specific physician group, but we know that's doing that. So there's more controls coming down the pike see how physicians' practices are, the, the traditional ways of practicing, and trying to curb some of that material. Here in Maryland specifically, we have an ex- enormous amount of opioid problems, not only dying from it, but we overdose. I mean, someday in weeks we could have two or three hundred o- ODs. Here. My gosh. You know, I mean, it, it's gotten that bad. It's gotten, and around the country, I think in America, the last statistic I saw was that 60,000 people died last year from opioid abuse. My good God. Now, they don't only take opioids, they mix it with fentanyl, which oh. is another drug, another toxic drug as well, which is used in surgical procedures. So we have that, and uh, we can do something, but we need to stop the source first. How about the legalization of marijuana? Is that going to be an asset or a... Or... I, I've, I've been cursed at, literally cursed at on different radio programs mm-hmm. and uh, emails, things like that my position on marijuana. I don't believe it should be legalized. I agree. I, be, I, I think it should be decriminalized. Yes. That is a major difference in, in that area. Mm-hmm. I don't think people should go to jail for having right. marijuana. I think small amounts used in their homes is none of my business, but it's going to good extent. Now they call, they went from criminal marijuana to medical marijuana yeah. with the strike of a pen on a piece of legislation here here in this state. And, and who is going to be running the medical uh, marijuana dispensaries, none other than the wealthy people and the well-connected people. Uh, one of the persons that got a license here actually runs one of the local casinos. Oh. So it, it, it's gotten to be more political than, than just uh, scientific and medical marijuana. So what, are, what are you going to use it for? Yeah. They say it's going to reduce nausea with people that have cancer. Fine, let them have, let them have it. Yeah. The point is there's better drugs out there than marijuana. And they say it's going to help glaucoma. Well, there's a lot better drugs out there for glaucoma than medical marijuana. It's going to take arthritis. Wait, now, come on. You know, we know this is all recreational yep. at the end of the day. I, I agree with you on everything you said, Doctor. 
I have I have a problem though. As a as a former police officer, I don't know how many people I arrested and put into the system as criminals because of the possession of marijuana that they had on them. I'm not talking about traffickers. I'm talking about people who were, you know, had a couple of joints. Uh, now, what happens to them? Look at my book, Demons of Democracy, published on or about 2011, mm-hmm. when I state there was $11 billion uh, in fines or penalties against people. Uh, many went to jail for, me- med- for marijuana, which yeah. is now medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. And it's just a waste of time and efforts on the police department's part. But, but what happens to these people whose lives have been ruined? They have criminal records. Nobody's talking about exonerating them or, or you know, getting rid of their records. May, may I, there is a lot of corruption in government. Tremendous amounts of crap, and that—that's part of a corrupt government structure. Yeah. That innocent kids are going to have records the rest of their lives. They may not be able to vote, get jobs, go into the military yep. if they choose, get into certain schools, and the list is endless. How these things affect you? Because the computers never forget. But you know what? I believe that if they do legalize, if marijuana is legalized on a federal level, then anyone who has been arrested uh, on a marijuana charge that doesn't include trafficking or distribution. Their files should be purged. Well, I, you may, for marijuana specifically, you may want to purge the records of people that were selling uh, three grams of it or yeah. five grams or eight grams of it or sharing it with their friends in the police mm-hmm. office who found them. I'm full for the police. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big supporter of the police. But they have better things to do than these kids with a marijuana cigarette in their back pocket. Exactly. Exactly. How many books have you written all told, Doctor? Six. My gosh. People want me to write more, but uh, I don't think so. I retired from medicine a little while ago. Mm-hmm. I went on to do other things. I do a lot of radio, and I really appreciate like being on your show. It's, it's wonderful to have that privilege. Oh, it's our and, pleasure. And uh, to write, I write lots of articles. Mm-hmm. I edit many science journal articles, things like that. Well, Doctor, you and I have to take our final break. Whenever your on time goes by so fast, I'm going to get Stephanie to bring you back in about a month because we still have so much more to cover. But please stand by. We have another 12 minutes together. And ExoNation, uh, my guest this hour is Dr. Mark Davis, MD. If you'd like to contact uh, Dr. Davis, his email address is platomd at gmail.com. And you can also check out these websites, superbbookreviews.com, science and journal uh, journal articleediting.com, and medicalboardusa.com. And all these uh, websites are going to be on our website, the Exxon Radio, ExxonRadioTV.com later on. So you can just click, go to that site, click on that. And uh, we've been talking earlier in this interview about his new book entitled The Fat Zone 21, 21st Century Dieting. And it's available in ebook everywhere where ebooks are sold online. I'll be back on the other side of this break with Dr. Davis as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
ExoNation, Dr. Mark Davis, MD, is my special guest this hour. PlatoMD at gmail.com is his email address. And we've been talking about, amongst other things, uh, the doctor's new diet ebook that's available on all ebook vendors on the internet. It's entitled The Fat Zone 21st Century Dieting. And a couple of other websites uh, for you to visit uh, superbookreviews.com, scientific and journal article editing.com, and medicalboardusa.com. First of all, Dr. Davis, thank you so much for joining us here. Always a great pleasure talking to you. But now I'd like to ask you your political views on certain items and cer- certain topics. Yeah. Please. Oh. <laughs> you know, you're the first person, whoever, I've, whoever I have, you know, just gotten ready to ask them their political views. You're the first person who said please. So. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I've been challenged so much by politicians. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they hate me, and those good warriors especially hate me. All right, let, let's. For good tra- reason too. I wrote a book, Demons and Democracy. <laughs> it's about warriors. Some, Boy, I, hate me. I got those rude, bad reviews. <laughs> somebody asked me, uh, "What do you what do you call a hundred lawyers laying at the bottom of the ocean?" I said, "I don't good know." Start. They said, "A good start." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or how do you know when a lawyer is lying? His mouth is moving. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Okay, let's let's talk about politics. the the present the uh, present state of the U.S. politics. Now, a big thing in the United States, we hear about uh, up here and around the world. We hear about the Dreamers. We hear about the wall on the southern border. And up here in Canada, you know, we we don't know if if your president is going to one day want a wall between Canada and the United States that we're going to have to pay for as well. But um, since there's a lot of water between our countries and a lot of the international boundary is through water and then the 49th parallel, we're not worried about that too much yet because I'm sure that someday the, the United States will need more lumber and they'll come and see us. But tell me, what is your opinion of the, of the wall on the southern border? First, first of the northern, northern border, Canada is a beautiful country. I've been up there. And I think you may want to put a wall to keep too many people from America coming up there. Because it's such a beautiful place. Uh, so uh, I don't think you're going to have uh, uh, the wall itself. We already have a wall. There is a wall there. There's about 800 miles of walls, fencing. It's not complete. It's not high. It's easy to access from the southern side, from the Mexican side. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should enhance it a little. As you, as you may know, they put up a wall in, in Israel between the Palestinian sectors. Yep. And it has worked very, very well. And there's a wall. And President Obama has a wall around his house in Washington D.C. Big wall. So the walls do serve a purpose to an extent. They'll keep people out. Yeah. Uh, dreamers, they're already here. I'm not for legal immigration at all. I'm against illegal immigration. But these people are already here. I can't see picking up two million people, yeah. dropping them in some. Uh, dusty place in Mexico. I think there should be a pathway for these people. I think we should have immigration reform to block to block any more people coming in illicitly uh, across the border, and the border is a big border. We have very, very good people down there trying to guard the border, but they need help. Sure. And the, and the fence would be a big help, not only electronically, but just a physical wall. Like my wife said, fences make good neighbors. Right. Yep. Very good neighbors. That's right. And I have a fence around my house. But it's more like a corral kind of fence. You yep. know? But people respect that. I mean, there's something there. A defining point, a definition yes. from where to go from to. 
and that's a good thing. And the Mexicans, I, I know there's a lot of criminals in that, that specific population, but most of them are not. I mean, we hear about MS-13. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter was out in Long Island, New York, and it, it was horrible murders by these people. Uh, nevertheless, those people should be rounded up and shipped out in prison, whatever needs to be done to cleanse that area. But uh, most of them are not. If you go to Las Vegas, Las Vegas is run by uh, Spanish people, yep. by Mexican people, for sure. And they do a lot of the road work here in Maryland, for sure. The other, some of these people don't want to do it. And they're very talented people. They're not only picking grapes or uh, bananas or something. They, they're very, very uh, they're architects. They're, they're road builders. They're mm-hmm. house builders. Uh, they, they're very smart people. They're very smart people. They're very hard workers. And they're very yeah. family orientated. Very much so. Yeah. Most of them are Catholic. Very religious and as well. And they're, they're very close to them, the wives yeah. and uh, families. And so I really respect them for that. You know, because they will take a job, any job, in order to do their best to support and take care of their family. Yeah, I have so many acquaintances that are yeah. uh, of Spanish origin. I kind of couldn't even count. All right, let's go across the big pond. Let's cross the Pacific. Yeah. We're getting to um, North Korea. You know, your your president has a the ability to say a lot of things without thinking first. Yeah. Um, so what do you think the, is going to happen between the United States and North Korea? Now, North well, Korea has built well, up its nuclear arsenal. Yeah. They have thermonuclear weapons in there. They're developing a hydrogen weapon. They're developing missiles to launch that will hit the uh, west coast of yeah. California to get hit. There was that's just a scare recently in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. They could certainly hit Guam at this point in time. Uh, and this problem has been passed down and down and down from Clinton to um, uh, Bush to Obama, and now somebody with some cojones has come along, so we're not going to push it down the road anymore. Because once this guy gets a viable missile, he may use it. Yeah. So we have to take a stand someplace. And also, his ability to hit Canada is not that... Because uh, Canada sides with us at much of the world stage. You better believe it. So, our Canadian brothers, our English brothers and stuff, must be aware that someone has to do something, and Trump is taking a very, very hard stance against the North Korean dictator. He has Kim to. Jong-un, as we should have done yep. with his father before him. Yeah. But the I, I the, listen. Don't get me wrong. I I like President Trump. I like the way that he doesn't take any guff. And I think the only reason he gets so much flack from from uh, certain people in Washington as well as the corrupt media yeah. is that he came in on a platform that wasn't based on having m- having politicians put money in his pockets. Yeah. Well, he didn't have to have that exactly. Luckily, luckily for us. It, He's in there right now. Cause yeah. If we would have had another weak president in there, we may have had World War Three uh, a long time ago, yeah. for sure. And he's going to take a hard stance. Our uh, fleet is surrounding the Korean Peninsula at this point in time, as you know. Yeah. We put in we put in anti missile systems in South Korea. North Korea's I think it's about forty five thousand square miles, but about almost four times the size of Maryland. It's not a big place at all. Nevertheless. Uh, we can take them on. This is not like the Korean War from 1950 to 53. This would be a totally technical war against them. Very few boots on the ground. Anyway, that's I. You know, I, I 
I know that the Canadians will be beside our American brothers yeah. no matter what happens because, you know, you're family, and family takes care of family. Exactly right, and the family should always take care of family. If yes, something sir. happened up there, we should run up there in a second to help out because Canadians have helped us out so much. Here's a question for you. Uh, is there a chance Amazon might be the only company surviving in the next several decades? Uh, it looks like they're consuming company after company. Mm-hmm. They've uh, absorbed Whole Foods, which is a very big uh, yeah. grocery chain. They took, And now people are complaining there's less foods on the, on the shelves there. They're automating everything as they can. There's already a huge warehouse built here in northern Maryland mm-hmm. from Amazon. And if you go up 95 route, which is the major uh, road, between Maryland and, and Maine here, you'll see um, Amazon centers one after the other. I, I I would think Bezos wants to buy up as much as he can. I don't think the walk-in store like Walmarts are going to go away, for sure. People like to browse. Sure. But I think they're going to be consuming more and more and more because you can't compete. He, no. the, the model that um, Amazon uses is they, they uh, subvert prices. They lower prices so much that they put many people out of business. Well, for example, I mean, take, just take one item real quick. If you have a, a baseball cap, let's say the Yankee cap is mm-hmm. an example. They have 24 varieties of Yankee cap. If you go into a hat store, you get one. That's it. So Amazon could not only reduce the price, but offer a lot more. Over and in one day, you get it. Well, look what they've done with the publishing industry. Right. They bought the Washington Post for a yep. dollar, I think, or two dollars. That was about to go out of business. It was running to the ground. But it's the left of the left, Washington Post. It really is. And it's not it's not a fair representation of American news. Neither is CNN, of course, but that's... Oh, don't get me going on CNN. I call <laughs> yeah, it the... I call it the Communist News Network. I call it Clinton News Network. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Same thing. You know, I, identical. I, I often wonder what would happen to CNN if they hired real reporters instead of the bunch of losers that they have there now. You know... You, you look at Don Lemon, I'm sorry, his fi- his family name, in my opinion, says exactly what he is, a lemon. Exactly, yeah. He's you horrible. Know, and they're, they're all hard. Van uh, Jones has been uh, hired by them. And every uh, every person that who's the left of the left of Lennon yeah. or Stalin is up on that. I, I, we don't watch. You notice in America, the at the airports, it's usually tuned to CNN. Why, I don't know. Maybe you can answer that question. Uh, I I, I don't know, my friend. I don't know, but it was so funny yesterday. um, uh, The guy who does the morning show, Chris Como, the son of the uh, governor of the state, he was saying, or his brother's the governor, I'm sorry. Um, He was saying that, you know, basically, if you don't like the way that we talk about uh, President Trump, you can watch uh, Fox News and Friends. Well, he's he's just a silly person. Yeah. You, you you can't talk to irrational people because very basic they're irrational they're, they're just not with it and, and and I think he knows that deep yeah. down that the things he say are silly but I, that's the agenda from CNN and MSNBC and CNBC and so forth. Doctor Davis, I hate to do this, my friend, but you and I've run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you ever so much for coming on the show, and I'd love to have you back on in the future because there's still so much to talk about. Yes, we have a lot to talk about, and I really appreciate being on your show. You take care of yourself. No, sir, the honors are all ours, and take care of yourself. And Exxon Nation, if you'd like to find out more about Dr. Davis, I'll put the website addresses on our website, and you can always email him at platomd at gmail.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. <laughs> 